0: Victor, look, he's seen it all at SAP McKinsey. He's now launched a Yeti data back in 2014 on a $1.5 million convertible note, 4% interest, 10% discount, core team of three, built for three years with his core team and some consulting folks he brought in. He's now got about you know, a little under a half dozen paying customers that pay between 250 dollars and 500 dollars per grand per year in terms of annual contract value, looking to get up to the million dollar ARR mark before going out and raising their next round, ideally on a 15-ish million pre-money valuation. This is The Top, where I interview entrepreneurs who are number one or number two in their industry in terms of revenue or customer base. You'll learn how much revenue they're making, what their marketing funnel looks like, and how many customers they have. I'm now at $20,000 per talk.
1: Five and six million.
0: He is hell-bent on global domination. We just broke our 100,000 unit sold mark. And I'm your host, Nathan Latka. Many of you listening right now don't have time to listen to every B2B SaaS CEO that I've interviewed. If you wanna get access to the database I've created with year-over-year growth rates, customer accounts, margins, and many, many other data uh, metrics and data points, you can go to getlatka.com. acom Here's the thing though, this that database, Hello, everyone. My guest today is Victor Sherba. He's the co-founder and CEO of a company called Yeti Data, solving big hair problems for customers. Prior experience includes running product strategy in the data division at SAP. He was a McKinsey Consultant and Sales VP for Tadpole, Computer, and Udipi. I think I said that right. Victor, are you ready to take us to the top? I am. All right, good, <laughs> How so are you? I'm doing good. So so, Lupus, in here. What does Yeti Data do, and what's your revenue model? How do you make money?
1: So Yeti Data makes what is called a virtual data warehouse that unifies customer uh, touch points and make them actionable using AI.
0: Okay, and done. our
1: revenue model is a classic enterprise enterprise. Um, Model using uh, a SaaS go to market.
0: Okay, got it. And when you say enterprise, you know, some people when they say that they mean ten thousand dollars ACBs on average. Others mean a million dollars ACBs on average. What is the average customer paying you per year?
1: Uh, average customers paying us uh, around two hundred and fifty to five hundred k a year. Okay, so
0: two hundred and fifty k to five hundred k. Good. And what are they getting? Be specific. What are they getting for that? Is that typically a number of seats that drives the price up? Is it additional feature no, set? No, not at all.
1: In fact, we 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 love. Um, universal usage of our uh, data with inside of a customer right the more they use the more valuable we are to them and so we don't want to put in any kind of artificial barriers and saying oh my god there's only this many people get these reports etc right Um, what what they get is they get an all-you-can-eat model they point us at all the data that they have about their customers. We unify it for them. And we run it through our AI models and we say, hey, listen, this is what you want to do about these customers to maximize your revenue and maximize your ROI.
0: Got it. So so they are that's helpful, that example. You're getting access basically to their customers and you're able to pick out things like, hey, this customer, this is very simple. This customer hasn't logged on to your tool in two months. They're very likely to churn, re-engage them by doing X.
1: Exactly. Interesting. Right? And, and, and so what we do is we use all kinds of crazy machine learning, all kinds of crazy AI to kind of tease out things, that, um, patterns that are in the data that a, a lot of humans won't find.
0: Now, right? now you're from Palo Alto, so I have to be careful here because anyone I talk to from San Francisco or Palo Alto, the first thing on the, every slide deck is AI machine learning, right? Or like, <laughs> or like VR, right? I mean, is it actually artificial intelligence and machine learning or? is it something else it's not as sophisticated yet
1: so um ai itself is a is a blanket term and yeah we use it a little bit i would say we overuse it machine learning is something very very specific and not very hocus pocus right i mean machine learning was something that um i don't know actuaries inside the insurance industry have been using for you know a hundred years well so define it
0: as machine learning kind of the machine makes itself smarter the more data you feed it well i mean what's the
1: difference right i mean what you do is you sit there and you make a guess saying hey listen um let's let's do something very specific and and let's not say that uh, nathan is churning let's say that we have a very good idea that nathan is actually going to buy this sports drink in uh Um, the next week because he's got to be out he's been buying it every three weeks like clockwork and there's an 80% probability that he's going to buy it next week right and then all of a sudden he doesn't buy Then we're like, oh my God, what happened? And then so we kind of go through and uh, kind of fine tune our models. And hey, you know what? We realize that he goes on vacation every year in August, and it's August, and you know, therefore we should kind of figure out that there's uh, gaps that are very explainable. And
0: now, then- this machine will only gets smarter depending on like the inputs you're feeding it. So what are your inputs? Is it just is it, is it Gatorade telling you these credit cards buy this frequency? we actually
1: uh, do it from the other point of view we feel that um in the in in the world of digital marketing we could get to know the person and um the brand itself is going to have a uh, it's going to be very important to have that touch that touch point with uh the end customer and so um They already have bits and pieces of the data what we do is we kind of help them unify it Mm -hmm. and kind of get the hard parts right i mean i came from sap um where you know all of the transactions all the gooby gook stuff um has kind of been behind the firewall responsible uh responsibility of the cio we've been able to kind of get that data out and mash it up together with all of this online stuff right that's the really cool thing
0: interesting and before we go back and get kind of the launch and growth story tell us today how many customers are you serving
1: so we have we're less than a half a dozen. We okay. just uh, really started our go-to-market in earnest uh, last year, and we're really at uh, full capacity right now.
0: Okay, so so let's say you have five, less than half a dozen, so about around five customers, and you said your ACV is between 250, 500. Have you passed the million-dollar AR mark yet? We're close. Yeah, it's kind
1: of like <laughs> it's going to happen <laughs> it's this get, month. It's, it's it's getting there. It's getting there. We're, we're 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 much less of a monthly model as opposed to you know we do chunks in big chunks Uh, in in bigger chunks yeah
0: Yeah. okay so 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 we can say okay good so we'll say 800k in ARR around there
1: hopefully this year
0: you think you'll cross a million ARR this year maybe maybe Maybe. okay and what's the growth story when did you launch the company
1: so we we uh, launched the company like three or four years ago uh, we've been in deep, deep development mode for the first, I don't know, two and a half, three years. Then we started really going out after customers last year.
0: Now, Victor, how the hell do um, you pay people for that long with no revenue? You, you, have you raised capital or you're rich?
1: <laughs> we raised capital. Um, we raised capital for um, R&D, um, but but we've been really, really lean. I mean, we've taken in um, $1.5 million, and that's been uh, keeping us going Priced for- Priced or no- um, what we did is we did it on a convertible note. Yep. Um, we just felt that it wasn't uh, good for the employees and good for the investors if we um, kind of priced it too early. I mean, just yep. kind of ins- insane, right?
0: Typical terms, 6% interest, 20% discount kind of thing
1: uh very typical for the time that we did it Um, so higher and it was more for it was uh uh, four percent interest and uh, 10 percent discount with actually a teaser right so um describe how a teaser works works. so 30 percent uh discount if you um discount if, if you came in in the first uh 30 days of fundraising then 20 percent in the second day and then uh, 10 percent after that
0: on the on the next round that you do exactly yeah guys think of it like sex you want to tease a little bit right you want to loop them in quick right right victor
1: makes sense people really need to um, get get that motivation to get their checkbook out and um, it just makes sense
0: that's awesome okay so so uh team size those first three years between 2014 and 2016 when you're all pre-revenue how many people
1: so what we did is we used consultants a lot we had uh, three core people and the rest, we kind of like uh, bits and pieces, we kind of filled in with consultants with very specific um, skill sets like security and, uh, you know, cloud infrastructure, et cetera.
0: So who do you see? I mean, this space kind of is, is very kind of crowded, right? Here's kind of AI slash machine learning for your customer base kind of CRMs are kind of trying to touch this space and other peer plays are rising up, getting funded. I mean, who do you see yourself really trying to compete with or, or be similar to?
1: so if our our model is 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 the very top end so if all of a sudden and and by the way amazon and walmart do have software very similar that they've developed for themselves they've also taken um you know four or five years and taken tens of millions of dollars to do their own development we've literally can do exactly the kind of uh, software at that scale that an Amazon or a um, uh, an, a Walmart can do, right? And then so the people that we feel are a little bit competitive with us are the guys that are the traditional data warehouses.
0: Name one or two. Uh,
1: Teradata, IBM, HP. Um, and what they do is they do a heck of a lot of consulting on top of that to create like kind of custom applications to, to function like this.
0: Professional service plus SaaS on the back end.
1: Exactly, which I think is absolutely nuts, yep. right? And and um, we, what we found is actually the integration costs when it comes to this specialized data that's inside the enterprise is, the, is, is kind of like the barrier. So what we did is we actually created a way to virtualize uh, the data connections. I Interesting. Sounds weird. I uh, used to run the largest data uh, management company in the world inside of SAP. And this was my bread and butter, and and this stuff used to take months and years to get the integration right. And now with APIs, it's kind of gotten a little bit easier. But what we've done is we've actually said, you know what, if you're a marketing department, why don't you skip that? And instead of being up and running in uh, you know one or two years, we figured out a way to describe the data itself as opposed to fully integrate it, and we're up and running in um, two to three weeks at this point when we see a new data set.
0: And, Victor, is it too early yet to really understand kind of customer acquisition costs, things like, you know, lifetime value retention, churn, uh, because you've only had these guys for a very small amount of time.
1: Um, I would say it's still a little bit early. Yeah. Okay. I mean, what we know is that it's a very sticky model and And uh, that, and what ends up happening is we say, "Hey, all you could eat, all you could eat," and then people are like, "Oh, but I really need more uh, reporting or whatever," and then so we uh, grudgingly kind of let them increase their order to to do um, more professional services. Um, quite frankly, we see um, professional services revenue as a fail.
0: Yep. Um, That's like funding, basically, right? Non-dilutive funding is how to look at it.
1: Exactly, because yep. it's, it's something that we just haven't uh, had a chance to put into our product yet. Um, and it's, you know, kind of a, a glitch in the machine.
0: So, Victor, quick quick question here before we uh, get into the wrap-up right. of the Famous Five. What do you think you have to grow ARR to in order to do a competitive, in other words, a non-down round on your first uh, priced equity round?
1: So, um, I think we're fine, right? I mean, um, no. But what do you think,
0: I, what AR do you think you need to get to in order to go out and raise in this market, a good series a,
1: um, I think a good AIR at a million bucks is going to get us a really nice, um, series a where you're
0: selling list. 10 20 percent of the company and good terms
1: 10 20 percent of the company in good terms you know uh pre-money valuation between the 15 to 20 ish kind of uh god more. you pe-
0: you people in, in palo alto man i want to dr- I, I want <laughs> what i
1: want the kool-aid
0: send it to austin <laughs> many of you know, I am buying companies that I really, really like, and there's no quicker way for me to get to the bottom of what is happening on that website than using this tool called NathanLaka.com forward slash hot jar, H-O-T-J-A-R. It basically will give me a recording, okay? When anybody lands on the website, it'll give me a recording of where the viewer is scrolling, and obviously it does the basic stuff like heat maps too, but I learn so much about where the users are scrolling and clicking on my site using that tool. It helps me increase conversion rates, make more money, and grow those businesses faster. And we'll have to see what happens with those businesses. But I'm buying them. I'm buying them very quick. And I'm using NathanLatka.com forward slash hotjar for all of my website analytics. You can too. I work with them. It's totally free. You can go to NathanLatka.com forward slash hotjar. No credit card required. Again, use it as much as you want. NathanLatka.com forward slash hotjar. I'll see you there. All right, Victor, let's wrap up here with the famous five. Number one, what's your favorite business book?
1: Um, well, it actually has been, it, it's, it's been evolving. I would say probably the most um, useful one, at least, you know, I'm very biased, but um, is, is, is really zero to one. Uh, I I think that every entrepreneur has to really kind of understand how to create his monopoly in his own little world, right? So that he could thrive. Um, but if you went and really went to the classics, I would say make friends and influence people is the one that if if you don't get that right, you're not going anywhere.
0: Number two, one word answer here is our CEO you're following or studying right now
1: hmm there's a few one word answer pick one hmm, musk
0: all right number three is there a favorite online tool you have like acuity scheduling
1: you know um slack
0: number Game four Gen- yeah it's true number four how many hours of sleep do you get every night eight and what's your situation married single you have kids
1: married kids
0: how many okay. Uh, two kids two kids are they are you guys empty nesters yet or what's how young is the youngest
1: no no uh we are transitioning uh our older one is going into high school which is like almost a travel run for empty nesting because they're always (laughs) gone yeah and the younger one's still in uh grade school and how old are you victor uh 50
0: 50 okay last question take us back 30 years what do you wish your 20 year old self knew
1: how to be patient. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is a good one. There you guys have it. Be patient from Victor. Look, he's seen it all at SAP McKinsey. He's now launched a Yeti data back in 2014 on a $1.5 million convertible note, 4% interest, 10% discount, core team of three, built for three years with his core team and some consulting folks. He brought in. He's now got about, you know, a little under a half dozen paying customers that pay between 250 grand and 500 gray per grand per year in terms of annual contract value looking to get up to the million dollar ar mark before going out and raising their next round ideally on a 15 ish million pre-money valuation victor thank you for taking us to the top
1: all right thank you so much